get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Studio A here at the DNVR bar, where the A stands for Angio. No, amateur golfers. There you go. There you go. Pro Am, Pebble Beach Pro Am. (laughs) AT and T Pro Am. Is that what it is? AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. No free ads. Um, Oh my goodness, it's a golf tournament. We're advertising the PGA. Yeah, the PGA Pro Am. (laughs) (laughs) AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Uh, if you say Pebble Beach, you're advertising a golf course. What is Pro Am? Oh, Pro, pro Amateur. A- one Pro, yeah. one Amateur. <laughs> you're, you're not really advertising anything there, then. Am. Pro Am. Yeah. Well, Am. am. We can just go with Am. Yeah. You're Wait, if we can't the say morning, that's what you're doing. If there we can't go. say oh. a- 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 Pebble Beach Pro Am, are we allowed to say Empower Field, or do we have to say Mile High? Mile High. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, why would you? Yeah. Exactly. Just, well, that's a bad uh-huh. argument for saying Arrowhead then. I think because then you'd say Arrowhead, not G E H A. You definitely wouldn't say G E H A. But then also like UC Health, which maybe we don't say anymore. Do we just call it the training center? We call it Dove Valley. Oh man. Oh Dove Valley, of course. Dove Valley. All of these things have names before when, corporate greed stepped yeah. in. Ooh. When, when they when the Broncos changed it to the UC Health Training Center, I remember like once every six weeks. Uh, Broncos <laughs> would reach out to like every reporter and just be like, "Hey, you know, in yep. your articles when you're talking about, remember, it's it's a UC Health Training Center, uh, because just no one was calling it that." If and you, you just respond, sorry, the DNVR style guide says Dove Valley. <laughs> <laughs> if you went to watch the Rockies, where would you go? Uh, the field. <laughs> <laughs> the no, field. You go to the Blake Street Stadium. Blake Street, yeah, stadium. You go to yeah. the rooftop. Yeah. <laughs> go to 20th and Blake. <laughs> there you go. Also, uh, there you go. we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Wow. We can say that name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we have 43 likes already? Do we have bots now or something? I, I, I have already given it a like. Heater. I have already been in the comments section. Whoa. Uh, you beat me. Big time. Henry's shotgun went desperately awry. Yeah, huh, I, I would have uh, had today's A stand for alive. He is alive despite yes. the way he looked yesterday at the end of the show. I did great yesterday, although you I was... You didn't, look, you didn't do great. You, you didn't look great. You hated it, Henry. Uh, yeah, I hated it. I did hate it. <laughs> of course I hated it. But you know who else hated it? My sweet girlfriend who told me last night... That my beard still smelled like oh, beer. That happened to Ryan, me after my shower. Ryan go. literally said that right after Henry's. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. And it's yep. because Avalanche Amber Ale, a delicious beer, so is good. also very fragrant. Like it has a oh. very distinct smell. Wow. I think I love that. Yeah. You should just like pop one open, put a little on your neck. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it, it's, it's the new manly way to yeah, perfume exactly. yourself. I was thinking like, what if my taillight goes out while I'm driving home and I have to like explain to a police officer my situation? <laughs> it's like, you smell like alcohol, sir. Yeah, it's all over me. Which was it's what, like, like three hours after your after the show? Which was part of the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I, that whole conversation played out. I was like, yeah, I had to shotgun a beer at work. You were shotgunning beers before. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So 
it all worked out fine. Henry, you can redeem yourself with just a shotgun at the end of the show without any like goals or anything. No, there's got to be a like goal. <laughs> what is it? If we can get to 100 likes. No, hell no, hell no. We're almost there. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, no, no, no more no, shotgunning. No, don't what if we did not, get we're not putting a thousand likes, though? 1,500 we likes? Should start, if you want to set it, you can. We should start I'd pawning them off on uh, just random people. Oh, office. like you hear. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. part of our team. He, he is part of our team. He's the last one. <laughs> I'll take three tequila shots instead of doing a... Oh, so would I, Whoa. but I didn't have the option. <laughs> then you, then we actually have to like monitor how long yes, we stay it's here. True. It's very true. true. It's very I got true. high tolerance. Don't worry. <laughs> no, okay, that's yeah, not no. how that works. That is definitely not how that works. <laughs> that sounds like... Like one of my friend's dads. Yes. That sounds like <laughs> Montana. Boys, don't worry. No, no, we'll just take it over. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, all right. Just close one eye and you're going to go on the road. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not um, idea. Not advice. Yes. Terrible. Terrible advice. Um, drink responsibly. Also, work responsibly. Um, just be yeah. responsible. That's fair. So. News. There is news this morning. Mm. Um, news and brews. And it's, news segment. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's sort of like um, that Scooby-Doo effect again. I love Scooby-Doo. Um, because the Dolphins mm. announced that Vic, or I guess the media announced that Vic Fangio would be the Dolphins coor uh, defensive coordinator like a week ago. Mm -hmm. Then somehow there was a mystery. Oh, is he going to the Broncos? Nope. You pull the mask off. It's still Vic Fangio <laughs> going to the Dolphins. <laughs> But how official is this? Because it seemed as official as could be last week when you had multiple national mm -hmm. reporters saying the deal's done, per sources, he's a nice... They're even posting the picture of Vic, you know, with yeah. Dolphins logos and stuff around him. It's like, that's as official as it gets. Then 24 hours goes by, and then Mike Kliss says, I just talked to Vic Fangio. This is not official. Then Michael Silver uh, talks to Vic Fangio, says this is not official. And now Adam Schefter, it's not like he's saying... The contract is signed. He said after speaking with multiple teams about their defensive coordinator position, Vic Fangio has decided to join the Dolphins as their defensive coordinator. It's like, okay, that seems official. And officially will accept the position on the Miami staff after the Super Bowl. So is he still leaving the door? Vic, if you want to put this to bed, sign the contract now. Yeah, what's the deal with that? You're going to be the highest paid know. defensive coordinator, regardless if you sign it now or later. Maybe what could happen after like the Super Bowl? He's got a sick Airbnb in Scottsdale, and he's like, I don't want to oh, start working until uh, after the Super Bowl. Oh, maybe he's playing in the Pro-Am. Maybe. We would have heard, and maybe he did not he's get going, the Maybe he's going as a hunting trip. Wouldn't that be nice? You, he seems like a hunter. <laughs> hunting trip? I don't think so. No? Eh, no, he, he does. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's he a baseball guy. He's oh, a football yeah. and baseball oh, guy. Oh, so yeah. fitting for an old person. Wow. Anyways. So really quick, we we mentioned that we were going to talk about this uh, on today's pod yesterday. And Ryan, you said if it came down to Vic uh, or Evero, or Evero, you thought there would be a little disagreement between yes. us. So who would you have picked? Um, I'm glad I said this now yeah. because mm -hmm. it would just seem like revisionist history. Also, the A stands for Angel. Oh. Allie bringing me a coffee. <laughs> or just Allie. It could stand for Allie, but also this coffee just saved my life. Um, I would pick Evero. Mm, yeah, and I like how you set it up. I would have picked Vic Fangio. I assumed you guys both would have picked Vic. I would have taken Vic. It would have been really close, though. Um, I would have picked Evero, and my reasoning then... You get 30 seconds. ...would have been... Give me a minute there. 
Wait, what? <laughs> 30 seconds or a minute. <laughs> no, you don't we don't actually, need a timer. You don't we actually don't have to have 30 seconds. I can just count. My reasoning One, would have been relationships. Two. Um, you know, it's a, there's a big difference. I know there was like a big um, effort in the mm. last couple of days to be like, the Broncos defense doesn't hate Vic Fangio. That's not true. But the relationships were not great. Um, there was a respect for sure, which is important. But I thought uh, Ajiro Evero did a fantastic job last year. And the continuity that you would get by keeping him, as well as the positive you know, relationships that he has with the players, I thought was just more valuable. More valuable, especially considering I think the difference between them with the talent that they have here is negligible. Okay, and I would use the exact same reasoning that you did to make my case <laughs> for Vic Fangio. I would have said relationships. Vic Fangio yeah. would have clearly been Sean Payton's mm. guy. And you know what? I care more about what the head coach wants in that relationship than I do the players. The Broncos don't have not been good enough to where the players get to say, no, we're, we, we get to kind of choose which coach we want and blend in, and the coaches can blend into us. No, they need change. Now, you can make the argument that they need a change from where Vic Fangio was. As a head coach, he would be coming in as the defensive coordinator. So I would have argued that Sean Payton should absolutely get his guy and while coachy is a, is a great coach there's no doubt about that it would have wouldn't just have been his guy and also continuity I think would have been a huge thing here Vic Fangio is probably not getting another head coaching job in fact I don't think that mm. Vic wants another head coaching job especially because no matter where he goes, he's going to be the highest paid defensive coordinator. So he's going to be making probably close to what he made as a head coach as a defensive coordinator. So for me, I think Vic Fangio's here uh, until he, or if he were to come here, would have been here until he would have retired uh, or Sean Payton would have been gone. So I think the continuity on both sides of the ball would have been incredible. And the tiebreaker for me would have also been relationships but in a third different oh. way than you two had it as relationships. It's because of the staff. Because when you when he tries to build a staff, he's just worked with so many people. And again, like you've kind of hit on the pros and cons. Um, pro for Vic is that I agree. Ijiro's probably gone after next year. Pro for Ijiro is that if he comes back for one more year and then leaves to be a head coach, the Broncos get the two third round comp picks for developing him into a head coach. Huge. Yeah, it is huge. Also, side note. I was just looking at a this. A lot of people think that's the only two draft picks the Broncos would have until 2050. A lot of people <laughs> think that, yes. But the weird thing is, not that this would be a reason to not do it, is that if you were to take the average value of two comp picks in the third round, that if you were to combine the value of those using Bill Belichick's uh, trade chart, it'd be worth like... Bill the, Belichick has a trade chart now? It's like the most modern one. But yeah, it's between, it's between the 10th and 12th pick of the third round. If you were to combine the two late third round picks, be worth a fairly middle-ish third round pick, which is weird to me. In which way? Are you saying that in a good way or bad way? I was way? just saying, like, I would have thought you'd get, it would be worth More. like a second. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It just shows you how premium those yeah. first and second round picks are. It's strange, though. It's strange, though. Point is, like, the pros and the cons, like, they, they, they're both good coaches. They both have their strengths. The continuity from Idro is nice. The, the, Vic's, Vic's ability to stay for so much longer would have been nice. And to me, a tiebreaker is just the relationships as he tries to 
to bring in coaches from the past. And if you're trying to build a superstar staff here, I think Vic Fangio could do a better job of that. Yeah, neither would have been a bad decision. No. Uh, but now it doesn't appear that that's going to be a decision that Sean Payton has to make. Just one more thing I want to add on the staff around these guys. <clears throat> when Vic Fangio was here, the Broncos had the oldest, whitest staff uh, in the NFL. Wow. And I hated it. Um, and I, I like having younger influence around. And I mm -hmm. would not have loved to see Vic Fangio come in and bring in, you know, seven other 60-year-olds. Who's yeah. to say that Sean Payton's not going to do that he on might. the offensive yep. side and, that's why and I like, the defensive side? That's why I like having Everett on the defensive side. Fair. So now let's transition to a, a, a more prevalent question and the headline of this show. And I want your guys' answers uh, on the YouTube comments as well. Is it now uh, Ejiro or bust for Sean Payton when we're talking about defensive coordinators? Because the, the most recent news today from Michael Silver is that uh, Sean Payton is going to speak with Ejiro today about potentially being the Broncos coordinator mm -hmm. moving forward. Now, I would be surprised if we get a hard factual statement. Actually, I'd be shocked if we got a hard statement saying he's back next year because one, uh, Coach E is still in the running for a couple of head coaching jobs and the Broncos have mm -hmm. him under contract to be their defensive coordinator, meaning that the Broncos don't have to let him go to, to take another defensive coordinator job unless they want to. And right now they've already blocked him from interviewing with the Falcons for their job. The Falcons job is now off the board. Uh, but if he gets another head coaching job, obviously the Broncos can't block him there. So uh, I don't think we find out an answer today but obviously Sean Payton's interested enough in keeping him so guys is it is it is it coach or bust honestly I kind of think so oh. um real quick I'll plug yesterday I did the uh, uh who who could be on the offensive staff like 17 coaches who kind of make sense um go read that but also today or maybe tomorrow morning depending on how long it takes of the defensive version and just going through all the potential coordinators for the defensive side of the ball, there are some big names. There's some good options. Like you, Steve Wilkes would be a good coordinator. Gus Bradley, Mike Zimmer, Brian Flores. Like there's some names out there. The thing is with the Giro Evero, I think he's as good of a coordinator as any of those guys. And you just don't have to change anything. And right. for that reason, he is a pretty clear number one to me. And anything else to me would be pretty disappointing. Yeah, I think it's, in my opinion, down to Evero or... Mike Zimmer. Mm. Yeah, um, that's fair. And for me, like that makes the the answer to the question if we're going black and white on it, it's not Evero or Bust, but it's pretty close. Um, and I go with Henry as the tiebreaker. Um, relationships, no. Uh, <laughs> continuity, continuity. You know, is, is worth it. And I know people have said, well, look at Evero after Week Nine or whatever it was. That's really just look at Evero after they traded one of their best defensive players. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have him this year, though. Nope. Bradley Chubb's not walking through that door. I, mm -hmm. I, but I'm just saying, like, you have less talent, so your defense is going to be worse. Yep. But to the point of being as bad as it was, and uh, it wasn't, look, I it was really bad. The final five weeks of the they season. They almost beat the Chiefs twice. Because of their offense. Crazy <sighs> enough, Ryan. Their defense in the final no, five games no, of the season. No, no. You know what their defense gave up in the final five weeks of the season? And people just want to forget about this. And this is not just going after ever. It's going after uh, the so entire two defense. two games against the Chiefs, one game against the Chargers. And yes, but if you just take those out, the Broncos play the Chiefs twice a year, every single year. So those games, but you can't just say like, the numbers oh, are always going to be skewed. But you can't just say they're only going to play those teams either, though. Yeah. But of course, of course. So let, let, let me make 
make the argument. And the final five <laughs> games of the season, when they played the Chargers once, when they played mm-hmm. the Chiefs twice, when they played the Rams, who were the second worst offensive mm-hmm. team in the NFL, only better than the Broncos, they gave up 31 points per game. I'm not saying like they weren't the best defense in the NFL, mm-hmm. and shame on them for that. They were 31 points per game. That is not good. That is awful. So, so then you say, okay, well, they're not just going to play those teams. Is it? You can't just take two games against the Chiefs as a big sample size. You're correct. You're 100% right. So let's take a look at the entire sample size. One of the things that got really lost because the Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett with two weeks left in the season, the offense obviously wasn't good all season, and then we went directly into a coaching search. The Broncos finished as the 14th best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, it, it went from like the first mm-hmm. half of the season, like, man, they're the top two, mm-hmm. top three defense, the best defense in the NFL, to 14th. They were slightly above average. And again, not just putting this all on Coach E, but to think that this defense and the players and Coach E were like, oh, you can't get better than him, is simply just not true. The 14th best defense in the NFL, I think that's one of the biggest things that was overlooked in this season. And I put maybe 20% of that um, on on Coach Evero. Like, maybe. Because... One, it's they were elite until they until they traded Bradley Chubb. Okay, well you're not gonna have Bradley Chubb. You're not, and you're not gonna be elite, no matter who your coach is. Yeah. Without elite players, um, two, you you're playing with the worst offense in the NFL. Eventually, the defense was going to wear down. They were not going to be able to hold up that garbage ass offense for the entire season. It just doesn't work that way. You're on the field the entire game, every week, you wear down. You're not gonna be able to keep it up. And not to mention. That that team was fighting, or that defense was fighting so hard to keep the Broncos in games and just in the season, just performance after performance, saving the Broncos bacon. And I, I think it's human nature about that. By the time the season was dead, they just weren't able to keep up that aggressiveness, that you know uh, intensity. Mm-hmm. That, and got that garbage ass offense though. Those final five games, as you called it. Uh, was not garbage ass in the final but five that, games, which is actually bad for the defense. But, let's but just again, go, like let's, I'm just using one Chiefs game as an example. Yeah, the defense was bad in the beginning. Then they they're the only reason they came back um, because they had two interceptions and you know set the offense up and then also stopped the Chiefs offense from extending the lead. On the flip side, though, you could say they gave up 27 points in like the first quarter and a half. I think it was 24 or was it 27? Mm-hmm. It would, they were down 27-0. Okay. Yeah, the others. I mostly agree more with RK, but it is worth noting that, like, when the offense isn't scoring much, that makes it easier for the defense yes. not give up points. Yes. And it's one of those weird things where it's like it also means the defense is on the field more, and so maybe that all kind of balances out. But I do think, I mean, you go by DVOA and and just like advanced stats on a down to down basis, which which defense was better? Vic Fangio's first year in Denver, 2019, they were 13th in the NFL. 2020, they're 13th. 2021, they're 20th. 2022, they're 10th. So by DVOA, it's that. By the points they allowed, it was pretty average compared to a Fangio defense. 2019 also has Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr. on the team. True. And and there's... The Broncos had a good defense. To me, that's... Didn't have Pat Sertan. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to be there all the way around. To me, the Broncos had a good defense. It was a top 10 defense. It's not a defense that's going to carry you anywhere crazy Talk but this year or with this the, year 
Yeah. And honestly, basically the same thing with Vic too. But could you do better? Potentially. I think was that, is it worth changing from Ejiro Evro to a Mike Zimmer who has experience in a four or three, has experience in a three, four, calls things differently, or a Brian Flores who is is blitz heavy and just goes insane, putting everybody up on the line. Like maybe the results are better, maybe they're worse. I'm happy running it back. If if you get this defense that you had this year again next year, I think you should be happy about that. Really, really quick. I think one thing that would make this defense better, regardless of who it is, is if they all take a little bit of athletic greens in the morning to get their wow. day started. I still had a point to make. We're not done with this <laughs> conversation. I still have many points to make as well. So go I'm just done. like Ryan needs his. Uh, cup of coffee in the morning to get going you need athletic greens to get going that's one thing that you had at home you didn't have to stop at a store to get because when you get athletic greens it comes uh in this bag that then you put in a really cool container which you put in your fridge uh and uh, you take one scoop in the morning put it in your cup of water just eight ounces mix it around i think it tastes a little lemony which is nice and it gets you 75 vitamins and minerals guys could you imagine taking 75 pills just to get these vitamins and minerals in the morning. Wow. Like, how long would that take? And how uncomfortable Who would that be? time for that? Every I could do it in under a minute. Day. No, you could not. I could do it. I could do it. Liar. Give me 75 pills. Okay. We need 75 <laughs> placebo pills. Yeah, for I was going to say, what pills are you taking 75 of? Um, Even I'm ca- that's good. Yeah, I'm, call- I'm calling <laughs> uh, I'm calling BS there. But what I'm not I don't think you can even do it in 10 minutes. Is, I agree. I think I could do it. The thing is, you go two at a time. You need. Is that your max? No, but it's reasonable <laughs> to sustain oh for a minute. Oh my goodness! Two at a time, and you. Let's see. You would need about one every or one little swallow of two every one point seven five seconds. Just the logistics of that though are so difficult. Mm-hmm. Let alone mm-hmm. like doing that to your body. Yeah. Like picking the up the amount two, of two, water two. you would have to drink even just in one minute. See, that's what helps me is I actually do pills dry. You oh, do, you, you could, definitely yeah, don't have a chance yeah. to do you this. You can do a couple of pills dry. You can't We're, do 75. Taking pills dry has to be a symptom of a serial killer. <laughs> I've never done it. So, yeah, I guess I'm in the clear there. Huh. I think I could do it. No. You are. Well. Also, you're arguing against the greatness <laughs> of athletic Greece. No, yes. it's gr- I don't want to. Do, do you know how miserable I'd be? Okay. We <laughs> that would be awful. We think Hank's a liar, so I don't think this is possible for anyone to do. Nope. But it is possible. I believe you if you say you can take athletic greens in less than a minute. Oh, you can do the whole process in less than a minute. I could even do that. So I think everyone can do that. And it's not only the 75 vitamins and minerals, but Hank, something you can't do in that time is you can't also get the probiotics, the whole force, whole food source, superfoods, and adaptogens to help get your day started right. And if you want to avoid trying to take 75 pills in one minute, go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, and you will not only get Athletic Greens, but you're also going to get a one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. And I'll tell you what, when you go out on the road, having those travel packs is so nice, easy to pack. Mm -hmm. You can take it in a carry-on, boom, start your day off the same way, whether you're on a work trip or whether you're on vacation. So check out athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. And you should also check out our back is a shaker. If you try to take 75 pills dry in one minute, actually, that'd be your own fault. If somebody <laughs> makes you take 75 dry pills 
in one minute, then you need to call Bacchus and Shanker because what they do is help you get money when other people harm you. So if there's something that happens that isn't your fault, like you're a pedestrian and you get hit by a truck or you're driving a car and somebody else is driving a car, but they drive into your car. Or if you're on a mo motorcycle and a car hits you, or really, I guess if you're in a car and a motorcycle hits you as well and you get hurt, that would also work. Anytime you get hurt, you should call Bax and Shanker because there's a chance that they can win you a bunch of money and there is no cost to call. You can set up your consultation and you will not have to pay unless they win money for you. So they go to court, they get you your money, bang. That is when you pay them and you pay it out of the money they already won you. It's a, it's a great deal. It's the way the system should be. And they have won over $1 billion over the past 25 plus years for Coloradans or other people who are in Colorado. I guess you don't have to be a Coloradan to call them. Um, mm. You just have to be in Colorado. You're not a Coloradan, Hank. That's a can of worms. Okay, that I well, open. we don't. So I'm saying you could call nice them. Be nice to me. You could call yeah, them. I yeah. could call them. I'm a honorary. Uh, okay, honorary. I'll take honorary. Uh, Back to shake your host with all kinds of injury uh, cases where you weren't at fault. They can help you if you're injured at work. Call at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Back and Shanker wins. All right. No, let's just move on. Let's <laughs> not go back to that. It, it actually was really <laughs> hard for me to remember what I was going to say. Do you want me to continue then? Nope. Okay. Um, you talked about the DVOA from 2019 versus to 2022. And the fact that it's better in 2022 is crazy to me because I think this, the personnel was significantly better in 2019. That's Vaughn Miller. That's Bradley Chubb. Now, I'm sure there were injuries involved with those guys. <clears throat> but it's also much better Kareem Jackson. Um, you know, Justin Simmons as Justin Simmons. It's, um, I'm trying to remember who was alongside Chris Harris Jr. It's Chris Harris Jr. at corner. Who's his two? Oh, wow. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. <sighs> Anyways. It's sliding back deeper onto my tongue. You also have Shelby Harris. Similar linebacking core. I think that's a much better defense. Uh, yeah, Draymond Jones is the best defensive lineman and DJ Jones. No, uh. the, the defensive line was better this year. Okay. Mm. I, I would say it's but because you have both. To me, it's pretty clearly the whole defense as a as a unit was more talented in 2019. Okay. Um, I Actually, I Shelby I Harris had six sacks in 2019. Draymond had six and a half this year. Yeah. Eh. DJ Jones was better than any. True interior guy Dr was draymond no draymond he would have been a rookie yeah he would have been he wasn't the draymond no. that he was no he was not this year anyways go ahead pac-man it was pac-man no it was not it was not pat no 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 that callahan was, um, he was slot but who was before darby uh it was uh fuller? no no that it, was 2020 no fuller was 2020 it was uh it was it was the same deal that they gave Darby pretty much. It was a ten million dollar corner that they brought in. He got injured. I just can't think of his name off the top of my head. No, no, it wasn't Fuller. It was a year before him. Um, anyway, he got hurt. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, so uh, is it Evero or but? And look, if the Bron what? No, no. Bosby no, no. after the no, after it, he it got hurt. Bosby. Bosby. That was the Bosby season though. Uh, yeah. They no, paid him like no, ten million dollars. No. Just, just move on. You. Just move on. Um, AJ Boye, that's who it there was. There yeah, exactly. There we Thank go. Thank you, Alan, in the comments nice. section. There we go. I, I knew there was someone. What um, a forgettable player. 
but because actually, he was hurt. I mean, he was Ronald, yeah. he was Ronald Darby, yep. and Ronald Darby had a hell of a season um, before he got hurt. He he's a he's a good player as well. Um, Chris Harris, AJ Boye, and Bryce Callahan would have been nice if they were healthy the whole time. Yeah, would have been mm-hmm. would have been nice. I don't think like incredible, but would have been nice. Um, AJ Boye was so sick for like two years. Yeah, but he was clearly not that guy when the Broncos gave him all that money. Didn't they trade for him too? You I think they did. Gotta be no. They signed him in free agency. Boye. Okay. Anyways. Um. You 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 gotta be careful of signing guys in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyways. Okay. So the the Broncos are in are in very good position if they keep Coach E. But is it Coach E or bust? No, it's simply not because let's look at some of these other names. You mentioned Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. He would be a, a really good defensive guy to bring in. If not, it was a trade. If not, what was it? It's like a seventh or something. Oh, Sixth. Because he was hurt go. before that, too. Broncos trade for 2017 Pro Bowl cornerback after reports that the agreement Dang, okay. emerged early in uh, March. Oh, my God. It was cheap. And Jarrell Casey. I forgot about Jarrell Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, didn't he this. get hurt, too? But he was, got like, hurt good when he like wasn't? Week Fourth rounder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was hyped. Fourth rounder. Okay, well, you were right. Oh, okay. I was um, um, But so if, it, if it's... Uh, so Mike Zimmer is a good name that you could bring in. Um, there's two names, though, where I think you would be hitting a home run by getting these guys. Brian Flores. Yeah. And people, when you say Brian Flores, they may say, whoa, he has that lawsuit against the Broncos. There is nothing similar. Nothing. Not one person similar about the group that he mm-hmm. met with and was upset with in Denver yeah. uh, than the ownership now. So I don't think that that would be something to, to <clears throat> keep him from coming here. Brian Flores, he has interviewed for a lot of defensive coordinator positions this round. Uh, the Broncos, he hasn't taken a job yet. Maybe he wants to see how things shake out. That would be a home run hire for me. So Brian Flores. And then another one, Steve Wilkes. Uh, Steve Wilkes is another great defensive mind. He's done great things where mm-hmm. he's gone. So those two th- those two names would be right there w- with me for Coach E. So I'm not saying that Coach E's a bad option. I'm just saying I think there's two or three other names that you put with Coach E, and if you get one of those guys, then then you're not like, man, the defense is really going to drop off because you don't have Coach E anymore. I think that's fair. I really do think that that's fair, and I want to change my I don't think it's Coach E or Bust anymore. Because I agree. I think Brian Flores, to me, would be awesome just because I think he's a good fit for the personnel. What, what, is, what is the biggest concern with this Broncos defense right now? Pass rush. I loved Brian Flores' yeah. defense in Miami. Exactly. and so, so fun to watch. He will have a pass rush. It's blitz heavy, but yeah. this team kind of needs oh, to be blitz heavy. I love that. Yeah. yeah, like it'll be fun. They might get burnt, but if they get burnt, that's because Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan, those guys get burnt. Take your chances. And also, you'll be able to take more chances with having an offense. That true score points. It's yes, not like true. you have to play. Uh, we can only give up 16 points or else we're going to lose. Yep, totally. And Steve Wilkes, you know, Mike Zimmer is, is a little step down, but it's, I agree. He's, I think he's, he's still there. You st- and then there's like Gus Bradley has a history with these guys. You, there is experience, but I do think that it's Coach E, it's Brian Flores, or bust. Maybe I'll throw Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes is like a half bust. And why maybe those guys get maybe a tiny step above, maybe not even, but mm-hmm. I think there would be more continuity by bringing in Steve Wilkes or Brian okay. Flores. But those guys could go and get jobs as head coaches next year. That could happen. I just think Coach E is more likely to go get a head coaching job, um, which I would like mm-hmm. to have continuity. But uh, if the Broncos do keep Coach E here and then he does get a head coaching job after this year, then the Broncos would get two third-round picks, uh, two compensatory third-round picks, which, so which would certainly be helpful 
but I don't think you should make your coaching decision based off of that. Um, and uh, did you have something else to say? Because there's one more thing that I want to add to this. Nope, go ahead. Coach E, on a personal uh, feeling for him, thinking about it from his side, mm -hmm. I don't know if he wants to be here. And if he doesn't want to be here and he'd rather be somewhere else and get a fresh start somewhere else, for me, if I'm Sean Payton, that does factor in to this. Because I, I, I feel this season, Kochi has gone from, he's got become a defensive coordinator for the first time. So it was great. Then he watched his best friend get fired, so much so that it, he didn't like that, that he turned down the interim head coaching job because of that. Now, there was also probably the factor of it probably wouldn't have been the best job for him to take the final two weeks mm -hmm. of the season. And I think but, he also didn't want L's on his head coaching resume. But yes, but yeah. from what from what I understand is the not stepping in for and taking his best friend's job was the bigger factor there. So does he want to stay around mm -hmm. when everything else has changed now? It's a new the only thing that's the same is a general manager. So it's not like mm -hmm. he is everyone's guy. He's not necessarily Sean Payton's guy. He's not the ownership's guy. Now obviously if Sean keeps him then he'd become a little more of his guy. But just from feeling how Coach E may feel, if he wants a fresh start, I think that does factor into it a little bit. It, it would play a huge role. It would be everything. And we would find out probably today because they're supposed to meet today mm -hmm. to talk about the potential. And, and Coach E might just tell Sean Payton, hey, man, I didn't really love the way things went down with mm -hmm. Nate. Um, I love the players. I respect you. But I think it's best for me to go elsewhere. And that would just be it. It would be done. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think Sean Payton would be like, tough luck, buddy. You're under contract. Right. Definitely. Right. There is no world in which I would keep him hostage. Yeah. That just seems like a bad idea. And like I get you might be losing a coach, a good coach because of it, but I would not even consider that. But I do think, you know, I can't speak for Ejiro Evero. I think it's kind of 50-50 whether he decides he wants to stay or not. Yeah. But there's a good case to stay. And that case is that you get the continuity stay. with the scheme. The, the, the offense should be improved, which means all of a sudden, if you're getting looks as this defensive coordinator who did a good job but was held back by this other stuff, being a good defensive coordinator on a playoff team, which is not out of the realm of possibility, might be what it takes to get to that next level. And just because you're seen as somebody who's close to getting a head coach job right now doesn't mean that that stays the same. And you might be putting that yeah. at jeopardy if you leave to join one of these new coaching staffs, depending where you go. I mean, you look at Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich was offered the Jags head coaching job last year, turned it down to stick with the Bucks. Yeah. What, what just happened to him? He got fired. Yep. He can't even get a coordinator job right now. Yep. Yep. We'll no, see. We'll see. Coach Prime said it right. best. You either get elevated or terminated. Yeah. yeah. Literally all happened in one year for Byron Leftwich. Exactly. Yeah. So if you have a good job, be careful about passing that up. It would be the advice I give. Now, I don't think Coach E is just going to leave the Broncos without any jobs open for him, and he's going to end up with like a terrible defensive coordinator job. Yeah. So I totally see what you're saying. He could also be talking through back channels and say, I can go join the San Francisco 49ers defense where in the past three, two seasons, they've had two of their mm -hmm. defensive coordinators go and get head coaching jobs. Yep. And I'm stepping into a situation where Good I get point. the best defense in back-to-back -back seasons. And 
I don't think Kyle Shanahan at this point cares on how long he's getting a defensive coordinator for because he's proven it. <laughs> he can just keep replacing him. Now, I don't know if Coach E would be in line to get that job, but he could also potentially upgrade from where the Broncos' job is right now to a job like that. Yeah, it's possible. and obviously he would probably know what his options it's, are. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and so that makes it a lot easier decision. Last point on this, um, and I feel strongly about the answer here, Oof. but I'm curious to see what you guys think. Coach E calls Nate Hackett today and says, Sean Payton wants me to stay. What do you think I should do? What do you think Hackett says? You should do Get it. out. <laughs> really? We're all split. I think he absolutely says you should stay, man. Yeah. You have a great defense there. Um, you are going to be able to build on what you started this year. This team, we got unlucky last year. We're better than that. Mm-hmm you stay there you guys you know play to your potential next year you're gonna get a head job fair and i would understand him saying that why i said why i believe he would say get out is when the jets hired nathaniel hackett to be their offensive coordinator uh one one of the things that i think it may have even been publicly said but if not they were pushing it so much in their in their leaks and back channels was uh why things went so wrong with nathaniel hackett last year with the broncos is because that organization is completely dysfunctional they were pushing that message like crazy <laughs> so where i think nathaniel hackett may be able to say okay sean the argument you said i think nathaniel hackett may tell him uh yeah the organization is so dysfunctional beyond just the head coach that you don't want to be there, man. And also, look, they blew me out after f 15 games. Uh, there's no there's no say that you're not Sean Payton's guy, that they may not blow you out again. And then he may also say, look at Byron Leftwich. He went from being this hot coordinator, staying with the team, to being blown out. Right. So Drew, that's why... Byron Leftwich turned on a head job. Um, the so, moral of his story is do not turn down a head coaching right, job. Right. But, so, but, <laughs> but what, side what, what, yeah, what, I mean, the, the point I'm making mostly uh -huh. is that Nathaniel Hackett would say that that organization is in complete dysfunction. If the Niners job is an option for him, he should take it. Yeah. The Other weird thing, that, he should stay. They have weird personnel, though. Like, you're... Like weird personnel? You mean yeah. elite personnel? Weird I mean, elite, too. Defense. Because then what do you do with Nick Bosa? Is he an outside linebacker now? I think if Does you... Does Jiro Evero learn how to run just, a 4-3? He probably just runs a 4-3. I was going to say, if you want to also prove how good of a coach you are, what a great position to be in. Yeah. Because then you say, like, look, I can work with my personnel, when in reality, you're just getting the best defense in the NFL and saying, yeah, I'll mold to them. Wait, did it's you guys weird. see the... This just reminded me about, like, coaching and being able to adapt to personnel. Did you see the... I think his name is Julian Love. He's uh, plays for the, the Giants. Uh -huh. What he said about Sirianni. Yeah, wait, I, one of the all worst I saw was takes a, a headline. Tell me about it. <clears throat> so he was on Good Morning Football, and they were talking about the Eagles. Obviously, he has a reason to not like yeah. the Eagles. But they were showing Sirianni just being Sirianni on the sidelines. You know, he's fiery. He, like, yells and, huh. like, does celebrations and whatnot. And like, what do you think of this? And he's like, man, I hate it. He's just on a free ride to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Anyone could coach that team to the Super Bowl. And I think that is maybe the worst take I've heard on, on football this really? year. Really? I mean, Nick Sirianni the quarterback, created quarterback. and developed the offense that made Jalen Hurts dope. What I was going to say yeah. is look at Nick Sirianni not working to his personnel. It was the first half of last season, and the offense was not that good. Look when yeah. he became... I don't want to say he instantly became a good head coach, but he, he, he changed and adapted and 
coach the team well, look what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yep. I agree with you. Wild take. <laughs> but, again, like, top three offensive line, top two defensive line, crazy weapons yeah. on offense. The the Jalen Hurts stuff is what you give him a lot of credit for. Yep, 100%. Which because every team... Probably the most yeah. important reason they're in the Super Bowl. Every team eh. three years ago said, oh, we're going to pass on Jalen Hurts. And I remember mm-hmm. it was... I think it was Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. Right before the pick came in, it was phrased as, this next pick is going to blow everyone's minds. Jalen Hurts was being talked about the year, like a year before that draft, was being talked about as like, maybe he'll get drafted in the sixth Mm -hmm. or seventh round. Which is crazy. Yeah, and then so the fact that he went in the second round was mind-blowing. Yeah, I think that's actually what I said, though, is like, if it works with Carson Wentz and he gets it straightened out, like, you can use Jalen Hurts as like a gadget player. Yeah. If it doesn't, I I think he can be great. That first month or two of his se- his last season with Oklahoma, the draft pod was just spending half the time talking about how insane he was. Because it was like every week he was going for 400 yards and six touchdowns. And then he kind of like tapered off there at the end. But the fact that people didn't see the production and just didn't buy in is kind of crazy. It looks a little different the way, like even yeah. the way he throws it is a little different. You yeah. Know? I mean, he doesn't look like first round quarterback, even yeah. though he has that ability. Yeah. And then also he doesn't look like Justin Fields didn't really look like Justin Fields in college. Like mm-hmm. he does now, but he didn't look like, Oh my gosh, he's just going Justin to be Fields such an elite. He's six three. Runs yeah. Super fast. Right. And he has a huge arm. But when Jalen hurts runs, it's not like it, he is blowing past guys. Cause he has a four two. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's just actually a really good ball carrier. And yep. strong. Oh, he's yeah. strong. as hell. that's yep. what I mean though. It's just like, he doesn't have those things that everyone loses their mind over when, mm-hmm. when they're drafting quarterbacks. Yeah. Like Justin Fields hat. Yeah, I yep. mean, 700-pound uh, squatting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knew he was a beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just whether or not his style was going to work in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nick Sirianni created an offense that mm-hmm. maximizes what Jalen Hurts can do, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's a tough L for uh, that Giants player. <laughs> Such v- bad luck. V- very bad luck. Okay, let's transition really quick to the offensive coordinator position. This one's not going to nearly matter as much because it's Sean Payton or bust. If the offense is great, it's because of Sean Payton. If it's bad, well, it's going to fall a lot on him and Russell Wilson. The offensive coordinator isn't going to be that big of a deal here. Um, but the one name that I think we've thrown out on this pod the most is Joe Lombardi. Mm-hmm. He's obviously had, I think, over 10 years of experience with Sean Payton with the Saints. He was just fired by the Chargers, so he's available. Uh, who are some other names? Or is it Joe Lombardi or bust? It's not Joe Lombardi or bust. Agreed. I think in a perfect world, you're able to get him as quarterbacks coach. Because I think that there's a real chance he doesn't get an offensive coordinator offer. Definitely. And if that's the case, and he's picking between quarterbacks coaching jobs, this would feel like the one. Get with Sean Payton. You've got a veteran quarterback, and he's kind of the guy who's the go-between there. And obviously, Sean Payton's going to be pretty hands-on with Russell, too. But having somebody who can spend, whatever, six hours a day with Russell and teach him the offense and how things are going to work, that would be ideal. If he's the offensive coordinator, it's you, you've missed your window to superstar staff. I'll say that. You, mm. you're no, we're no longer talking about like, whoa, look what they just so did. Who's the superstar offensive coordinator? I think there's one name that's way above the rest among all coordinators. Yeah. Greg Roman? Yep. Yep, that's Greg exactly Roman. Who I, had. I mean, he's, it's a weird situation for him because yeah. he, he just resigned from the Ravens. It sounds like that one was pretty mutual. It's not like the... I don't know. Sometimes there's a resign where it's like, you need to resign. Sometimes there's a resign where it's like, I am resigning. This seems like an actual, like, we both agree that this is time. 
Well, it doesn't really matter. The point is... The Ravens are going to hate that they allowed that mm -hmm. to happen. But I also see how the Ravens would want to try something new. Yeah. Because you just don't know what you should do with Lamar Jackson. And I think what Greg Roman was doing with Lamar Jackson makes a lot of sense. But maybe just trying a more traditional offense with him, but incorporating, you know, some read options and all that, maybe that is the answer. And I don't think it is, but I, I don't think people should put Greg Roman in the, like, what did he do the last three years box? Because this offense is going to be very different. I think it's helpful that he brought, I mean, you can't say best out of Lamar Jackson, although he did help him to an MVP. We haven't seen it with anybody else. He brought the best out of Tyrod Taylor. He brought the best out of Colin Kaepernick. He does have a history in particular with, uh, with running quarterbacks, but He's also West Coast offense. He's he's great at scheming the run. I think pairing him with um, with Sean Payton would be just a, a slam dunk. You know the issue with uh, building a dream staff or thinking of a dream staff, Henry? No. Sometimes it's too good to be true. And true. I think with Greg Roman, it's, it's too good to be true because I, I agree with you. I think he'd be the home run hire as yeah. the offensive coordinator. The reason I think it's too good to be true... Why would Greg Roman go somewhere where he's not going to call the plays True. Uh, yeah. and, and not be the guy? Because he he's that good. He should yep. be calling plays somewhere. So I totally agree. He's the home run hire. I just don't know why he would go and be underneath someone. Yeah, I mean, you almost envision it as like Greg Roman comes in and he's obviously the offensive coordinator, but really he's like the run game coordinator. Yeah. And he uses his creativity yeah. to get the run game started. Well, obviously <laughs> Sean Payton is a maestro for the pass game. And did you mm -hmm. see what Sean Payton told Big Dunk earlier this week? He <laughs> said, uh, Russell Wilson, obviously, he, he's really good. We're going to have to put a really good running game around mm -hmm. him to do big things. So that's how you sell it. Greg, you're going to be the offensive coordinator. kind of a dig, by the way. At Russ? Yep. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> yep. you sell it to Greg as saying, okay, I'm going to make you run game coordinator, offensive coordinator, and we'll give you assistant head coach, and we'll give you $5 million a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, it's going to be so important that run game aspect mm -hmm. because we're going to need you a lot. And if you're looking for other potential like run game coordinator types who could be your offensive coordinator, Doug Marone is a name. He's the offensive line coach for the Saints right now. Obviously has a bunch of experience. That one could kind of make sense. Um, you've got Dan Ruchar, who was the run game coordinator with the Saints, but got fired. He's coached the running backs and tight ends, no line, or, yeah, offensive line. He probably fits into one of those spots and not offensive coordinator. David Shaw as a run game coordinator type offensive coordinator makes sense. I think it's the play calling that kind of scares you off more than anything. He actually shared a uh, an office with Sean Payton in 1997 when Payton was the quarterback's coach for the Eagles and Shaw was a quality control coach. So there is some history West Maybe Coast. You can share that. an office with Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, That's man. probably what would happen. You know who else shared offices like 20 years ago? Who? Nathaniel Hackett and Dwayne Stukes. And uh, we know how that got wow. out here. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? Oh, if I was Sean Payton, I would just tell my run game coordinator... Your job is to watch every run that the 49ers ran this year, <laughs> write them all down, and then implement them into our offense. That's outside zone, outside zone, outside zone, outside zone. No, but they have Counter. so many creative ways they do. of like getting yeah. just holes open. It, it, they it's, do. It's, it's really true. Um, what about Cliff Kingsbury? 
If he wants to come back from Thailand. Honestly, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. And yeah. what I would really love, and it's it's hard to actually execute this, but I would love if Sean Payton went out and just got like the brightest young mind uh, at quarterback coach, made him mm-hmm. his OC, understanding if things go well, he's going to be plucked. But just, Ryan, you kind of said it earlier. Getting, Joe Brady? Yeah, Joe Brady is a guy that I had on my list. Yeah, bring him in and just have youth at that position because obviously Sean has the experience. He's the one making the play calls, but mm-hmm. having youth I think would do a lot. Does Joe yeah. Burrow already have a contract extension? Joe Burrow? Not yet. This is the first yeah. year it could Bring happen. In Joe Brady. Maybe oh, he wants to reunite with him. There you go. I love it. Uh, and one other person, maybe not as offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. make Mike Munchak your yeah. offensive oh. line coach. If is he, he just like down the street in Cherry Creek? He is. Yes. He is. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he's not making any money this year. Actually, they fire him? Yeah. Yeah, they did. So maybe the contract probably, probably just, year. just is up right now because he was with them for two, mm-hmm. three years. Anyways, you bring him in. If he if, if he says, I'm only coming back for an offensive coordinator job, great. Sure. You're the offensive <laughs> yeah. coordinator slash offensive line coach slash assistant head coach. You're going to be making the $5 million. And that is a reason why this team can realistically bring in a superstar dream team at, at yep. on the staff is because they can pay them whatever they want. And if you want very intrigues me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Football rehab for him? Exactly. But that's why like as like an analyst or like quality <laughs> like if if he just wants to like just hang out and cash his checks from somewhere else and yeah. kind of like learn. That I just think true. that there's so many good options that he's just a little bit variable to me. He obviously has his downfalls, but he I would just love the idea of mixing what Sean Payton does with a little bit of air raid concepts. <laughs> Sean Payton can do that himself. He can. He can do it himself. He doesn't need that sort of help, I don't think. What about sex appeal, though? <laughs> okay. Uh, also, like I said, the all of this is written down. It's like coaches, potential coaches, three or four for like every position on offense. Go read on a website. But one of the fun ones, Reggie Wayne was uh, the receivers coach for the Colts this year. Wow. And so Curtis Johnson's probably going to be on uh, Sean Payton's staff somehow. He's been the receivers coach for like a decade. But he was Reggie Wayne's uh, coach at Miami, the receivers coach back then. And he uh, they've stayed like in close contact and all that. Reggie Wayne's from New Orleans, probably know Sean Payton somehow. If you could get Curtis Johnson, who's like a vet, to come in as like an offensive senior assistant or something, which is the role that he had with the the Saints for the last five or so years that he was with Sean Payton, bring in Reggie Wayne as like your up and coming receivers coach. That would be so sick. That would be, be sick. really cool. That'd be so sick. Give him Jerry Judy. What does yeah. Reggie Wayne do with Jerry Judy? And then you have a veteran coach who's spent and then ten years. Wants to hang out more too. Why not? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, that is the final dot. How much would you have to pay Peyton Manning to be your quarterbacks coach? Unlimited. <laughs> I think. Well, with him, yeah, maybe thirty million. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking. Well, no, you could do the Demarcus Ware, remember? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the worst Broncos coaching hires ever. Yeah, was Demarcus Ware's outside linebackers coach part time. Yeah, yeah, part time. He He's got, got other here. stuff to do. Part time. Like at one point, he was like hanging out with the Cowboys, and it's like, wait, wait, what? No, you were <laughs> no, 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 in the Cowboys locker <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, I also heard he was making like barely anything. Now, for like normal humans, he was making a lot, but for a coach, he was making, especially like a Hall of Fame player, he's making barely anything i'll never forget that i was like this was a bad idea <laughs> yep and you know what 
Turned out to be a bad idea. Imagine your player, you're like, is our coach here today? No, no. <laughs> right. he's actually uh, hunting. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, Vaughn, you just want to run these meetings today? Yep. No, oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, and if you, I don't know if you can bet on this over at DraftKings Sportsbook, but can you bet mm. on guys making the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. No. No, okay. Well, you can bet on pretty much everything else. And, man, I mean, I told you guys yesterday over at DraftKings Sportsbook, there's already like 100, 150 props up for the Super Bowl. There's even more now. There's so many juicy ones. There's going to be hundreds over at DraftKings Sportsbook next week. We'll be at the Super Bowl. We'll be breaking down some of these props, some fun ones, some good ones, some good finds, because there are when when Mm -hmm. there's so many props out there, there's definitely ones that are like, oh, this is such a good deal. So we'll be dishing those out next week and if you want to create a same game parlay they're going to give you a boost up to 100% meaning if you put 10 legs on a same game parlay and it's not just like minus 110 you can buy it down to minus 300 things that should happen you find the right ones they're going to boost it 100% meaning if you get a thousand uh, a plus 1000 uh, parlay they're going to but they're going to uh, boost it to plus 2000 thousand and if you bet on the super bowl they're going to give you two hundred dollars in free bets when you place a five dollar bet on the super bowl so many deals going on over at DraftKings sportsbook use that code dnvr when you sign up to get these deals minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply she see show notes for details void in ohio and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and another thing real quick that you could have bet on with a DraftKings sportsbook is greg penner's partner in the pebble beach pro-am <laughs> who is uh chad ramey Chad Ramey. Chaz, I think. No, I think it's Chad. Okay. That's well, out of nowhere there, that <laughs> name, though. Um, but, yeah, so Chad Ramey, if you would have made that bet on Greg Penner's partner, you could have gotten uh, 400 to 1 odds this morning. <laughs> and maybe if you're, uh, like, somebody sitting on set and put, you know, just a little 10 bucks down on every one of the Broncos-related people's partners, uh, you could be pretty happy that he now has uh, he's six under through eight and has a two shot lead for the tournament. Wow. There you go. Yeah, uh, very I got good. some golf to watch. Chaz is slinging it. Out there. <laughs> oh, Chaz! I wish it. I wish his name was Chaz. It's it, tough to cheer for. No offense, saying Chaz. Chads out there. There is a Chaz in in golf. That's I think fun. his last name is like Reevy. Chaz Reevy. No, oh, that is a real person. <laughs> yep, yeah. it's really close. How is John Elway not in this tournament? <clears throat> I don't know. Like, if you would have said Broncos are competing in this tournament, I would say, oh, John, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Not Greg Penner. Has anyone yeah. seen John Elway in, like, a long time? <sighs> That's a good question. <laughs> that is no. a good question. No. He hasn't wow. popped up anywhere. No, wow. he hasn't. Wow, John taking a back seat. Maybe he's in Thailand with Cliff. Oh, maybe. maybe he does not seem like the Thailand type to me. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Do you think John will be at the Super Bowl? No. No? We can't? You don't think he'll be on oh. the show? That the Super Bowl was where the scooter was. Oh, you're right, down in Florida. Yes. Oh, damn. He probably loves Scottsdale. Yeah, that's when he'll be golfing. All right. If he needs some AC, he can stop in the convention center and say hi. That's true. Man, that would be. Oh, it's gonna be so cold in cool. there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's in Pack town, hoodies for in the convention center. Point. I guarantee you, people in Arizona are insane. They think that because it's 100 degrees outside, you have to make it 60 degrees no, inside. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's just you keep it a normal temperature inside no matter what the temperature. It's just like if it's one degree out here, you don't turn it up to 80. Right. You just leave it at, you know, 70. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can even do like a little less extreme, too. If it's 110 outside, you can do 77. It's going to feel a lot better feel cool, than yeah. 70. Yeah, yeah. Arizona might just be a bad place. You're going there in a couple of days. I hope it proves me wrong. 
Have I you never been there? No, I have. Oh, okay. Dude, it was too hot. When's the last time mm. you were there? ASU game. That's, I think oh, that's the yeah. only time I've been there. It's actually going to be perfect temperature next week. It's not going to be too hot. Wait, what's the temperature? I don't know. It's going to be perfect, though. <laughs> the, I mean, Based on a, nothing, it's going to be perfect. Currently in, in Tempe, Arizona, it is 70 degrees and sunny. That is perfect. Yes, it is. Um, when warm. we arrive on Monday, 65. Tuesday, 66. Wednesday, 69. Nice. Se- <laughs> uh, Thursday, 73. Friday, 77. Dang. I love it. We're getting a glow up as we're there. Yep. A little, a little warm for my taste. But if you are staying what? here for the uh, for the Super Bowl, then uh, maybe you'll want to have a good time and you should get uh, Jive Hive to, mm. to bring a good, uh, a good good time right to your doorstep. You're going to be at the DNVR bar watching the game. Okay, well, if you're... Well, you could have Jive Hive deliver. If you're not at the DMVR bar, but you're also nearby, or the day before the Super Bowl, just order some weed from Jive Hive. There we go. There's an answer for everybody. Um, it is a virtual dispensary on wheels. They have all sorts of stuff. They have low prices. Um, there's no brick-and-mortar stores. That means that they can charge less for their product. It really is an awesome idea. It's basically Uber Eats for marijuana. And uh, you can avoid driving through bad weather, through snow. Uh, if you're already partying, you don't have to, like, drive high, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do. Um, if you don't want to leave the house for really any reason, Jive Hive is the answer for you. Don't drive Jive Hive. Uh, so just visit JiveHive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. Uh, they'll be right there to say hi. Um, so head over to jivehive.com, enter your address, find out if you can get uh, it delivered to you. If you're in Aurora, Greenville Village, Monument, Fountain, various ca- or various areas of El Paso County, uh, that's jivehive.com. I love the people at Jivehive because they've just been like interacting with us on social a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the courtside fit video drop from dnvr nuggets yes, yes. so i posted my courtside fit from when i had oh, great wow. uh great seats and i said rate my courtside fit jive hive chimed in 420 out of 10 oh i wow. see what they did there <laughs> wow if breckenridge brewery is giving you a grade are they going a 303 out of 10 or <laughs> my first thought was 3.2 out of 10, but uh, Breg Brew doesn't have 3-2 beer. <laughs> oh, that's that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe a 7-6 yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be a nice? Strong that's like beer? what those ice cream beers were. Ooh. Golden? Oh, gold. Or Golden a, isn't a number. It's true. What about a six pack out of ten? Oh, nice. And Ryan, you mentioned if you're going to be watching the Super Bowl in Denver, you might as well come here. That's where it's going to be the anti Chiefs party. Is that what we're talking about? I don't want to acknowledge them. Okay, the anti party. That sounds political. The <laughs> that does sound political. The fun party. How about that? Does that work? Where you can get all the, the pro- Breg brew. The pro uh, pro birds. The, okay, the pro birds party <laughs> down. Those aren't real. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Jeez. How about you just come down to the DNVR bar and get yourself some Breckenridge beer? So we have teamed we up, there obviously. There we go. That's perfect. What is it? Haters ball. Haters ball. Okay, sure. That also sounds, you know, like there's too much hate in the world. 
Why would you be putting that out there? Nate Hackett's not invited. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. He's not invited. Um, so we've teamed up with Breck Brew, obviously, for years now. We've got Breck Brew in the bar. We've teamed up with Breck Brew again because what you're going to get it with this new partnership with Breck Brew and DNVR, I should say an extension of the partnership, yes. is we are giving out the ultimate game day experience, VIP tickets, Lexus Club access, parking DNVR merch. We've got an Avs giveaway and a Nuggets giveaway on March 9th. We're giving away tickets to go to the LA Kings game. And then on March 30th, we're giving tickets to the New Orleans Pelicans, Denver Nuggets Ooh. game. So if you want to get in on this sweepstakes, head to ddnvr.com slash Breck sweepstakes. That's the dnvr.com backslash Breck sweepstakes to get in. You must be 21 or older and you enter that form to get in. Winners will be selected one week before each game. So you have time to get in, or you can just scan the QR code on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, thank you all so much for all of the thumbs up. You guys are killing it again. Killing it with the five star reviews. If you're listening on the podcast side, this week has been awesome and you guys mm-hmm. have killed it. Amen. We could probably hit 350. 350. That I mean, it'd be right yeah. on track. Yeah. yeah. So let's do it. We're at All 236 right. right now. Boom. Super chats coming in. First one from Harrison W. Harrison this, wins? Wins? I was going to say, do you think it's Harrison we know? Uh, it says, my boys, just wanted to say you guys have been my go-to source for all things Broncos and a staple in my daily routine. Wow. Looking forward to keeping up with the better times to come. Cheers. Damn, this Love has been uh, this has been a staple in my daily routine as well. Yeah, mine too. Wow. Lot, lot in common. Me and, me and Harry. You actually, though, the only person who actually had this as part of your daily routine before you were on the show. It's weird. That was the weirdest transition. Was I couldn't listen to the podcast anymore. I mean, I could, but good. I didn't. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Watching tape, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that is actually a good thing to do to self scout. I could do a self scout, but it, it's you have to plug that time in with something, and so like you have to find other podcasts. Or other radio shows, if you want to go back to the 80s. Um, yeah, strange. Yeah. I don't really have anything real to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> Casey says, love the whole DNVR gang. So stoked to follow this new era with the homies. Back-to-back comments referenced it, and I'm afraid to let myself go there again because I went there last year and it just made things worse. Um, but like, I'm just thinking about what would this podcast be like if the Broncos were good? It is wild to think because I'm like, it's, it's so wow. much fun. Uh, and we've only covered uh, losing teams except for one year. What is your record, though? 2016. Oh, My God. record covering the team? Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. It'd be terrible. My yeah, record covering I, the team has a Super Bowl. so That's very true. People wow. are going to start coming after me soon, so I don't want to put that All out right, there. Fair enough. Yeah. My record covering football teams is horrible, but I do have a Super Bowl under yeah, my belt. You got the Buffs and the Broncos <laughs> during the <laughs> but you did get the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. If it wasn't for that, Wow. If you would have stayed on buffs through the Broncos Super Bowl, wow! I actually was was on double duty back then, which seems crazy, but I'm actually now back on double duty. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) How was uh, the prime presser? It was good. He was a little sick. Um, So he sick man. No, like he said, I have the sniffles. It's not Colorado's fault. Mm. It's Texas's fault. So as he went home, Um, but. That's Other than great, that, he would, he still had some bangers. I okay. love that they signed so many people that he opened the press conference with, please don't ask me about any names. I just don't know them yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If, if you are not a coach with swag and you say that, you could <laughs> get buried. I know. Carl to him, it's like a flex. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sean Payton's like, we drafted six guys. No names, please. Well, I shouldn't say Sean Payton. 
Nathaniel Hackett this yeah. year if he would have said that. Like, no names, still trying to get to know these guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, boy. But, I mean, they have 43 people. Exactly. 43 new players. That's insane. What do you think of Sam? Uh, <laughs> who? My assistant, Sam? I love <laughs> him. <laughs> right. Dang. Uh, we love all this support. Next one coming <laughs> in from Danny says, Do you guys think Javante Williams will come back stronger or be a bust? Thanks for everything, guys. Hashtag... Montana. Yes. Hashtag Montana. Yes. I try not to think about this as much as I can. Um, yeah. I also just, uh, he would not be a bust if he comes back and isn't able to play well. It, it would be like a, just a just really shame. unfortunate yeah. shame. Um, unfor- I agree. I try not to think about this. Unfortunately, though, with having all three injuries that he had in his knee, the odds are... What is it, like 19%? Yeah, not yeah. in his favor. If you want all of the details... I wrote about this like a week ago. It's on the website. It's the thing about running backs, obviously. But basically, if it's just an ACL at this point, ACLs, they, they grow on trees at this point. Um, but when you tear the piece... They grow piece, on trees or they grow in knees? How about that? They grow on knees. Wow. I guess probably in knees. <laughs> but um, if, if you have the PCL, that's the scary one, and the LCL, those, those really mess with things. And in general, over the past 20 years, those recoveries take 50% longer than just an ACL and meniscus tear. And the, uh, the odds of returning to being what you are are like 40% or 30% of what they are for an ACL. I, if I'm the Broncos... If slash meniscus. If I'm both. the Broncos and I make it clear to Javante now, you're not playing this year. Because mm. it, as we had Terrell Davis in studio two yeah. months ago, and he talked about coming back from his, and he said, I should have waited uh, to come back from mine. And especially, so you hear that, and then especially with it being all three that he injured, I'm, if, if, I think that would be the best chance to get a full Javante back, and I'd mm-hmm. rather have a full Javante for the rest of his career missing the full season than I would risking that mm-hmm. by getting him back in October of this year. And I, yeah, I agree, but the other argument is... He's only he only has two years left on the rookie deal, yep. and maybe yeah. you punt it and say we just get one year of Javante instead of trying to get one and a half out of him. Um, I agree, that's how you no, do it. Fair, but with the contract running down, it's like what we saw with Saquon this year, where they just gave him the ball more than all but like two or three running backs in the NFL and said like, yeah, free agent, run Broncos yourself into the ground. Unfortunately, need to play in as if Javante Williams will never be Javante yeah. Williams again. He's a bonus, yeah. and that's that's the thing about this roster though is that. Like, almost everywhere you look, there's guys who say, like, will Javante Williams be a, a Pro Bowl running back? Possibly. But do you want to wait and find out? Same thing with Baron Browning. Is he a Pro Bowler? Or do you say, like, we need a, a good edge rusher and we can't keep waiting? Uh, you know, Damari Mathis, Caden Stearns, uh, Greg Dulcich. And so you have, like, again, I don't see a lot of holes on the roster. There's just a bunch of guys where it's like, do you want to give them the opportunity and... If you bat 25%, you're going to win seven, eight games next year. Kind of crazy with the edge rusher sweepstakes that went on last year that Hassan Reddick might have been the best best signing of all of them. Yeah, it, it is weird. Like it he is weird. earned whatever they paid him. I forget what it was. Is obviously less than the Broncos paid Gregory. Mm-hmm. And much. 12, 11? He yeah. earned it in one quarter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Of the He's, NFC yeah. Championship Was he game. a beast? Yeah. And he, he knocks out Brock Purdy. Yep. That's a fumble. Yeah, it could maybe could have been a scooping score if they didn't blow it dead. Yeah, uh, and then he has another mm-hmm. big sack in the first quarter. Yeah, and it's just like okay, well if you do that in the NFC Championship game, you were worth it. And yep. the thing is, we were looking at him last year, saying like, okay, 
he's a good edge rusher, but what he really is is this like versatile guy who can drop in coverage and, and can like play the run well and maybe line up over the slot just a little bit. And it turns out that's just how Vance Joseph used him. And if you just let him play as an edge rusher, really he's gonna good. he's gonna be an insane guy. And that's all you should have done the whole time. And a, and a good scout. That's why you keep a guy like George Payton around, although he didn't sign him. The good scout goes back and watches and says, like, wait, this guy's really good at this. We should sign him. I mean, not to make everything about Coach Prime, but the, the, uh, when he got to Jackson State, there was a dude playing inside linebacker. He came to him and said. You got to move to the outside, bro. You're mm -hmm. going to kill it on the outside. You know who that is? James Houston. He almost led the NFL in rookie sacks this year oh. behind only his teammate, Aiden Hutchinson. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So you're right. I mean, sometimes it just takes an eye for it. Honestly, a lot of people looked at Hassan Reddick similarly to the way people look at Baron Browning right now mm -hmm. in terms of his. So maybe Baron Browning, mm -hmm. once he gets more of a one track mind, can become that and, um, and like, Hassan yep. Reddick's jump and explosiveness his speed coming <clears> off the <throat> line is something that really separates him and that's something that Baron Browning ha has has shown flashes of for sure and again like the flip side of it though and it's easy to see like okay you have the flashes he's only 23 years old he also had let's see five sacks this season and so maybe run it back and say like we think that this can be a 10 sack guy who or, Baron yeah or you say we just need a, a good, solid edge rusher across from uh, Randy Gregory because we don't even know what we're getting out of him. And yeah. so you say, you know what? Yannick Ngakwe, he isn't the greatest edge rusher, but he's guaranteed to give you his 8 to 10 sacks a year like he always has. You go get him for $10 bucks and you solve that. And so those are some of the questions that they have to answer. Maybe, uh, I don't know how I feel about just handing out another $10 million contract to an edge rusher. Yeah. But that's where, like, if you can get Yannick Ngakwe and just say, Every single season of his career, eight to ten sacks, minus like a couple big ones that got paid that one time, he'll probably come for eight million, nine million. million we'll see. Sack. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What it is. Next one from Vincent says, We know that Peyton doesn't suffer or, or doesn't suffer or doesn't suffer foot fools. Doesn't suffer fools. Doesn't suffer fools or kickers. I don't know if I ever heard that expression. It's he's I don't know the he, kicker. He's part. not here oh. for the bullshit. Oh, yeah. okay. Thank you. I understand that. He says McMoney may be Mick unemployed if he doesn't get his act together. I do understand that part. Thank you for the super <laughs> chat, Vincent. Um, the Broncos could save money by moving on from Brandon McManus. Yeah, feels like the Saints always had a kicker problem. Yeah, Will Until Lutz Will recently. Lutz. But yeah, so I mean, the weird thing is, you don't save that much money. If I think you save like two Who's and a half. The worst yeah. kicker in the NFL this year. Yeah, but again, there's like blocks insane. in there, and you have the worst special teams coach, and what's that worth? And there were some bad holds. But again, I don't, you don't want to make excuses. Gary Rosberg agrees. <laughs> but again, <laughs> he like, certainly does. Odds are, if you go out there and get like a like Greg Joseph, who is fine this season. Greg the leg? No, that's certainly. Yeah, you know, you would be blowing a lot of money. But if you cut uh, Brandon McManus, you're probably blowing that money, and maybe you come out like a half million ahead if you sign like an average to below average kicker. And so if it's you're in this tough spot right there. Any kicker phenoms in the draft? This I was year? gonna say, can, can so. we just stop over not just uh, the Broncos, but just the NFL? Stop overlooking punters and kickers. Yeah. It uh, if you get a punter or a kicker with a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick, and he is actually the dude, it's the best it's draft pick you can have. Like like Ryan Stonehouse. Mm -hmm. Yes. The fact yeah. that the the Broncos or every team wasn't willing to do a fifth or a sixth. Uh, or was he even drafted? No. 
or a seventh mm-hmm. for it. Like, you've got to be kidding. And then that's yeah. upgraded for the kicker position. Now, I'm not saying use a second on a guy because that could put a lot of pressure on him and mentally mess someone up. But like with Corliss Waitman this year. They couldn't have used a seventh-round pick on Ryan Stonehouse. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest thing to do. So if there is a kicker in the draft, that's how you get a guy Mm -hmm. and save money. Yeah, and it's easy when you've had consistent kicking for, I don't know, 20 years. More than that, 25 years, you kind of go from Elam to Prater to McManus, and there's some like little fuzziness in there. Mm. It's easy to forget how terrible having kicker problems are, and that's why I'm not pushing for Brandon McManus to be gone because, again, like you're spending that money to get somebody who probably isn't that great or you're really overpaying and there isn't really anybody like that on the market. It, it, it reminds me a lot of like if if the Broncos were were playing a bunch of really high scoring games and losing them. That sounds really nice right now because they've been playing so many low scoring games and losing them. When you live in that world, you feel differently. And I think that it's easy mm-hmm. to see like Bram yeah. McManus and say like he's not worth that money. Kicker problems suck. Someone said get destroying as your punter. Do either of you know what that means? No get idea. Destroying. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, here does not know. He does not know. Uh, no, you don't. Do you want to explain? He can't. No, he doesn't believe it. Oh, he, YouTuber. So oh. destroying is the guy who was told by the NCAA uh, he was making too much money off his YouTube channel. This is pre-NIL. Oh, yeah. wow. So they said you can either choose between playing in the NCAA or having your YouTube channel. He said, fine, I'll keep my YouTube channel. Now he has like 4 million subscribers. Um, <laughs> and he's actually hilarious. And he's a kicker? Punter. A punter. and But no NFL He was a job? punter at USF or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe go get him. Um, the only thing that I disagree with you on, Henry, is something that Ryan said, and it is just a one-year sample size, but McManus did have the worst mm-hmm. field goal percentage in the NFL yep. this past year. Sadly, I, and everyone knows, like, I'm not here for McManus either. Yeah. I think they still might just be best off holding on to him. Essentially. Because, again, like, the, the numbers aren't great. There are some blocks, and are the blocks because he kicked it out too low? Is it because the blocking in front of him was bad? Was it because the blocking from him was bad because Dwayne Stukes had him lining up in some weird way or using some weird technique? There were a couple bad holds. There was just all this weird stuff that happens. I'm not in love with McManus. I don't think he's a a great kicker, but the minute you cut McManus, it's a lot like Corliss Waitman. When you see Corliss Waitman botch a punt in, a, in the fourth quarter, you think, like, oh, Sam Martin, Martin would have been kind of nice right there. As soon as there's a game-winning kick that gets missed, it's like, ah, oh, would Brandon McManus have made that? And you just don't want those regrets. Unless you really have a good option. Draft somebody and let him compete, maybe. Bring back Matt Prater. <laughs> He's still going. Still kicking. <laughs> Somehow. He is, yeah. <laughs> Jacob Weddle says, let's hope uh, Sean Payton says no to cheesy, terrible schedule release skits wow. this year. I... That was so <laughs> embarrassing and was a sign of the embarrassment to come. Wait, I can't. I don't remember last year. This was year's. the Elway Scooter, wasn't it? But I thought he's taking a shot at Nathaniel Hackett because he says Sean Payton. I just think he's saying like Sean Payton needs to lay down the law yeah. in, the, in the facility. Mm, can we? Yeah, can we just get a regular schedule release? Just I'm kind of with you. Post a graphic, please, with the schedule. The past like two or three. It's not they, just the Broncos, been, by the way. This is every no. NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. team. The has, past like, two or three have been creative. 
but the Broncos may have been the worst at showing us the actual yeah. schedule. <laughs> All yeah. we got was like, it on the ground yes, on a printed yes, piece of paper. Yes. yes. From far away, it has like a skid mark on it from the scooter. <laughs> yep. I'm yeah. against the schedule release culture. Yeah. Yes. We've gone too far. We need schedule release reform. Uh, this would actually probably be more of a Greg Penner decision. I think Greg Penner might, may be more about, yeah, cut the BS out. Let's just get the schedule out. He, I, oh God, I also think it might be a few layers below that. Like, I, I don't know that anybody... I think the social media team is like, oh, here's our big day. And so they go and do their thing. And then there's an email that gets sent out as well. And maybe, like, Sean Payton doesn't even hear that it's coming out. That's what I'm saying. I, think it, I don't Penner think it's Sean even. Payton. Yeah, Greg Penner just controls Maybe he saw everything. the last one, though, and was like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. dumb. <sighs> so I don't even know who we're playing I week four because of this video. I didn't even watch it for, like, three or four days. Because, like, also somebody had just typed it out, yeah. like, a minute later. And I was like, oh, here's the schedule. And I was so interested in the actual schedule that everybody was talking about the video. I was like, okay, a few days later, I have to see this. And I watched it. And I was like, I, I hate didn't this. watch any other one other yeah. than the Broncos one. I agree. Like, you got to watch the Chargers one. It's hilarious. I'm like, I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. What's Was that the anime one? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought that. They, I mean, again, they, that's the same thing a few days later. I was like, okay. What sucks is the Broncos have a, a good social team. What sucks is the Chargers have the best in the entire NFL, and they just everything they do is amazing. <laughs> but they're the Chargers, and the, I wish it was like the I don't Saints really or care. something. They're just the Chargers. That's what I'm saying. I wish it was the Saints, though, so we could enjoy it. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. All right, sure. I guess uh, it doesn't. Or the Broncos. That'd be great. The Lions have good TikTok. Do they? Huh. Yeah, I know they have an entertaining coach. They do. Yeah, probably helps for TikTok. <laughs> Although Nathaniel Hackett could have been perfect for social media for the Broncos. They just had to win. We'd be living in a whole different world right now if Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams didn't fumble on the goal line. I've, I will always believe that. that yeah. Is so crazy. Yeah. Could be right. That, yeah. Makes you wonder. It just I'm, took all the fun out of Nathaniel Hackett and he never got it back. Yep. Yep. Because then it came down to the, you know, 46 yes. left hash yes. and I, everything. It just, after it literally, that. That, those two fumbles ruined Nathaniel Hackett's head coaching career. Wow. Man. If he fixes Zach Wilson, head coach next year. You forget that Javante wasn't good this season. Like, like it, he wasn't. The run game wasn't no. really good in uh, while he was healthy. No, only you, for those last really four or five do games. Forget that you yep. do forget it. Like, yeah, yeah he earned a People C minus season grade. They came out. They came after you for his season grade. C minus because he fumbled and lost a game and had like a four point three yards per carry average. Four point three. That's I, not too bad. I think like yeah. four and a half was league average this year. And yeah. how many three and a half games is what he played? Yeah. So it's like tiny sample size. And I now re- it's not fair to him. No. But also in your grading, it's, if he was part of the reason that they lost it, one of the three games he played. There you in. go from average down to right. Yeah. And Dang. I, I remember sitting with your dad at the 49ers game, mm-hmm. and that was a game that Melvin Gordon fumbled twice, oh. but the, he recovered both of them. Yeah. But I just remember being like, they're in a terrible position right now because Javante isn't doing anything. Yep. Melvin's actually running it well, and then he fumbles twice and gets and he falls on it. But yep. like, it's like I I don't even know what the coaching staff can do right now. Yeah. I mean, more so because of Javante's injury than the way he played in the first three mm-hmm. and a half games last year. But that's why you see some people mocking the Broncos drafting a running back. Yeah. Now you really saw that when they had a, a first, first round pick. Yep. Now it would be a third round pick, but I mean, we still, don't show up in any maybe mocks. That's, no. <laughs> oh. Only oh. the draft nerds yep. who mock the first three rounds. Yep. I haven't thought of it until now how tough this year's draft is going to be. It's going to be just like last year. Yep. Do people who do like seven round mocks ever go back and just see like, 
how many they missed. Only if you get them right. <laughs> yeah. Is like when you're going. But imagine, if that's you the thing is, like, if you get like, four right around on average, that's solid. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. they probably that's missed really 95% of the yeah. picks. Uh, what a great industry to be in. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it, it's purely for entertainment. Yeah. yeah. It's a baseball player batting like five. <laughs> right. right <laughs> exactly. Right. But the expectation is you bat four. Yes. So <laughs> you, you do a little bit buff. Hall of Fame, <laughs> yes. Hall of Fame batting average 0. .005. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're great. Wow. <laughs> The other thing for Latavius, just while we're talking about running backs a little bit, people also forget that he was really bad at the start. Who? Latavius. Oh, I don't forget. Okay. Because it was, I think it was four, <laughs> four of his first seven games, three yards per carry or less. And he was averaging like 3.2 or he something was in that stretch. Actually, averaging three yards at a remarkable rate, though. It was crazy. It was three yards every It was every like, game. it was like first four <laughs> games or something. It was like 2.6 to 3.2 or something. But yeah. But then in the last five games, he averaged 5.2 a carry, brought him up to 4.4 for the season, which is just below league average. And what's insane is he had the Broncos only 200-yard rushing games. Yeah. Which is just nuts if yeah. you think about that. They had Melvin Gordon. They had uh, they had Javante Williams. They traded for Chase Edmonds. And mm-hmm. it's a guy they picked up off the Saints practice squad <laughs> who was the oldest guy in the backfield who mm-hmm. has the best year. Yeah. I have no idea who the running backs are going to be next year. None. Start looking at third round backs. Apparently it's going to be important because Sean Payton says they need to take they need to run the ball very well. To yeah. help Isaiah Pacheco 2.0 in the 7th round. Oh mm. my gosh, it Wouldn't is insane nice? watching him run and you're just like this guy's really freaking good. He is so mad. How did he he is an angry man. Yes. Yeah, seriously. He, yeah. he is just a, such a good fit for that offense too cuz they like they just aren't physical. And he can go be physical, but he also catches passes. And he runs so hard, and he's so fast. And how did he? Was he bad in college? Did I don't he know. Like just no, turn it was, on at the end. Like he what? was a draft yeah. darling. Like the the draft Twitter loved him. Dang! So that helped him get to point zero zero six batting <laughs> average. <sighs> All right. Uh, any other super chats? All right. Go to the website. Aquaman says, "Love the Sean Payton hire, but." After so many years of disappointment and lowered Wilson expectations, I am trying to temper my enthusiasm. What will get me fully on board with Peyton is a win against Kansas City. Please let us finally get a win against Kansas City. That is how we can get us all psyched for our beloved Broncos prior to a playoff appearance. However, even with tempered expectations, I will still 100% buy a DNVR Peyton theme <laughs> Yes, yes. The people want it, Ryan. It would be so people sick. People want it. It Imagine, is not happening. No, it turns. <laughs> no, it, it would be so cool. Imagine just like that's the thing. You know how everybody has like the Avs chains, at Avs games. Yep. Like you go to the you go to the Broncos stadium. Everybody's just wearing visors, and they're DNVR branded. Honestly, like the Broncos are already a pretty swagless franchise. We cannot have everyone in the stadium wearing visors. <laughs> visors appeal to everybody. The people who can afford Vi- tickets to games. Visors the, appeal the to nobody. College kids who were trying to rope back in. Like everybody looks cool in a visor. Absolutely not. Zero people. He said Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's right. Zero people look good in a visor. Everybody looks good in a visor. (laughs) Everybody. Steve Spurrier rocks the old school visor. I can't speak to college football. Man. 
Dan Burke says, Hey guys, I've seen some debate on whether the Broncos should keep Evero or go for Vic. If both are viable options, it makes way more sense to let Evero walk and let Vic be the long-term DC. This is a little outdated here. We have touched um, on this. <clears throat> I know uh, people liked Evero, but his defense fell off a cliff with some injuries and after the Chubb trade. Vic was never given that same excuse despite having years with no corners, no linebackers, no edge rushers. It's a no-brainer for me. They should hire Vic and let Evero walk. What do y'all think? Well... We went through that. We did yes, handle we that did. one. You will have liked this yes, pod. You will. Drew Locke says, I've been trying not to get sucked into the hype again, but listening to the clip of Peyton talking about preparing for a game with Breeze has to give you so much more confidence. I think his pragmatic approach of sitting down and actually being realistic as to what the quarterback feels comfortable and best at with the defense he's seeing in practice, the reps he got and the matchups they'll have is the kind of offense that has for some reason eluded the Broncos the last few years. Hopefully gone are the days of the Broncos stagnant inept offense that refuses to maximize players strengths and mismatches for the sake of their quote-unquote system i just have to circle back what is the point of a visor oh to, my to goodness shield you from the sun that's what a hat does um well yeah no, they do because if you put lemon juice in your hair then oh uh, the, you can get frosted tips get, exactly uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 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 sometimes you don't want to get all sweaty you just need the sun off your face now the sun is just beating down on your hair, then your hair's all like hot. Your hair does get really hot. And then you My might get like get where your like cowlick is, you might get a uh, sunburn. Oh, burn. Yep. I mean, it doesn't have to be a hundred degrees out there. We're not talking about Arizona. Do you think this will be asked to Sean Payton in his opening press conference? Hey, Sean, Brian Konigsberg, DMDR. <laughs> What's the point of a visor? <laughs> and can you please not wear one? Man, that would be. They're awesome. Uh, with, just, uh, the Broncos should just be like, hey, we're really sorry. First of all, sign right here. Okay, we don't actually make visors in Broncos. Colors. He would say, then why was that the first tweet you put out about <laughs> signing here? What if what if the what if the week one first game for Sean Payton, we're standing out front of the stadium, handing out DMVR branded visors, everybody who goes in rocking a visor in support of Sean Payton, and they all have our logo on it, and everybody wins. I wish Eric was here. Just to, I want to hear what he would say. To you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Antonio Costa in the comment section says NFL shop is out of Broncos visors. Oh my goodness. They should be I mean, forever. Every, no, no, everybody's gonna buy them. I want one. I was little. I said I, have, I think I had one in third grade. I was on yeah. a speedboat. It flew off and it was gone forever. <laughs> Haven't got one since. Visors are in in Denver again. No, get on the train or get out of town. Apparently they are. They are in. Out. They're in again. Yeah. Remember the trend where they would put them upside down? Oh yeah, and uh, backwards. Yeah. 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 Again, most wanted. <laughs> that's why everybody looks cool in a visor. There's a way to do it. Henry, stop. There's a way to do it. <laughs> you can be you can be backwards visor guy if you want. You can be upside down visor guy. You can do like the sideways like no. 2003 no, no, visor no, no, guy. No, no, no. There's wow. so many options. It's crazy that you turning your hat like 30 degrees to the right takes away all of your coolness. I had Did he coolness. get it back when he put it forward? Yeah, no, it's it, back, oh, but okay, it's just it's like, back. wow, you can go from like, he looks like a nice kid. Uh, you know, probably pretty cool. Now, uh, don't do that. It's <laughs> bad. It's bad. Uh, you can't. There's gonna be Marky visors Marks. everywhere. Oh there's there, there's gonna be visors everywhere. Either our visors or there's somebody else's. I have not. I seen hope a there's visor someone else's. I hope they're not. Long time. Uh, M Moogie ninety four says, "Great show, y'all." Dare I say the vibes are 
back. Yes. Nuggets back to winning form. Avs getting healthier. And Wheezy mm. F Baby is visiting yes. the Champion Center. It's That's like hard. that LeBron meme. I can't believe this is my life. Yes. Grateful for your coverage. I have full confidence that with Wilson, we will be in form this coming year. I think people forget how unsettling moving and integrating with a new team is for a human being. Let's alone, or let alone being prepared with a new coach who is in over his head and a young offense that is learning. I think with Sean Payton in a year under his belt in Denver, Wilson is going to come through. How about Drew Brees saying that he thinks uh, this could be Russell Wilson's prime? Hmm. Also, he he had uh, he joined Purdue staff as like an interim assistant coach. Yes. What would you think of him being quarterbacks coach? In hundred. You would be. In. I have reservations. I feel like Why there's. Not? Again, we've talked a lot about like somebody needs to whip Russ into shape. I'm not sure Drew Brees is a whipper. A friend. I mean, exactly. I think it might I be think too Russ friendly. Called him a good friend. Exactly. Sean Payton is. I'm not Payton bears the whip. Yeah, I, I do good wonder cop, if bad cop. that's a perfect fit. I just I, I want Russell Wilson watching film with Drew Brees. And if Drew if Drew or if Russell had gone to the Pro Bowl this year, which maybe is a bad bar because. <laughs> No, no. If, if he if he Tyler had had Huntley a successful season, exactly. If he had had a successful season, <sighs> then I could get behind Drew Brees. In this situation, I would have some doubts. I'd I, be very excited. I just don't think your quarterbacks coach is ever going to be uh, the whip cracker. Okay. Yeah, more so of a friend. Yeah, like I'm just thinking of all the ones that have been here. You know, it's like T.C. McCartney, and he was mm -hmm. kind of like Drew's boy, and then like Rich Gangarello comes in with the hard talk. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and no, neither worked. Yeah. <laughs> so also, then you had um, Mike Shula. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I don't know. if I would love to see him on the staff as, like, a Think assistant somehow. Quality control. Whatever they would call him. Daniel was quarterback's coach. Like, that's usually the, the, true. the breed of quarterback's coaches. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Next one from Wood 16 says, question. If someone wants to hire uh, Evero as their defensive coordinator, would they have to trade for him since it's a lateral move? If it's take a first and a second for a head coach, what would it cost for a coordinator? We kind of talked about this yesterday. It's kind of, it's like a catch 22 where if the Broncos don't want him, then he can go wherever he wants. Yeah. And if Broncos the Broncos did, do want him, they won't trade him. The Broncos did under the table trade for Rich Gangarello. Yes, they certainly did. Now that was it was not made public, huh. and it was a uh, quarterback or yeah, quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And what was it? Kind of a fifth. It was a fifth round pick, and then they got um, that special number teams? fifty-six special teams player yeah. linebacker. Yeah, kind it was of a year or two before Jonas Griffith. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking Older about. Older guy. <laughs> so what Again. would a coordinator be? A third. I just don't think you. you I mean, really it wouldn't do happen. it. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't you just happen release it. Especially it. now because in 2020 they did that. Like you can't block interviews for coordinator positions anymore. And I would guess that that was like that was like 2019, right? So that rule wouldn't have been in place saying they have to let him interview and take the job. Yeah. And really quick, speaking of this process, there is a Rooney rule now for coordinators. Mm -hmm. um, so don't expect a Sean Payton to have his staff come together today. Uh, mm -hmm. in entirety, or even once he signs his contract, don't expect it to be like an immediate thing. Now, I, they could obviously keep Evero, but in terms of like getting his offensive coordinator and special teams coordinator, it wouldn't happen right away. Tanner S, put your style where your mouth is, Henry. He says, mm. Hank, better wear a visor on the show soon. Where do you buy a visor? Nowhere. 
Because they're all sold shop. out because everyone here is going to be wearing them. You make it at home. You just cut the top yeah. off. Yeah. Try it with that hat. I only have three hats. That can't be true. You have two other hats? Then. I'll go get some other hats. I'll find a visor. I can find a visor and I'll wear it and I'll look cool. Dre would look. I would advise you not to do that. Oh, I, I see would advise you to do it. You did there. Lean in. It's like, it. You know how there's like schools who wear those stripy pants no. for like basketball. It's like, no. oh, we're going to a basketball oh, game. I stripe. Like Indiana. They do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not because they necessarily look great. They look terrible. It's because it's like it's what we do. It's what how we lean in. A good fan base would wear a visor. So, like, do Alabama, I, I know some of them do, but it's like telling Alabama fans to wear the houndstooth fedora. Like, should everyone wear that? No, because it looks terrible. 40 years ago, they should have, back when that was relevant. In third grade, you would have been looking good wearing a visor. That is 20 years ago. I'm going to wear a visor soon. had, like, a short moment. Yeah, very short. I never got in on it. No, there were a lot of people so who knew not to. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, probably no never No offense will. to any fedora wearers out there. Maybe Arvada Luke is a fedora I mean wear. offense. Oh, he, <laughs> wow. he means offense. I do not. Arvada Luke rounding us out says, let's we say Hackett had performed at the top end of his hiring cohort and taken the Broncos to a divisional round exit this year. Would you still prefer Sean Payton going into this year? I think I would. I think the prospect of poaching Saints players more than coaches, to be honest. If it were assembling a staff, I'd want to get a diversity of thought in the room, not just folks I've worked with before, but... How many problems do we solve if we can somehow get Ryan Ramschek off the Saints' hands? I hate to be the corny guy, but the Darren Sproles connection just makes me want to bring <laughs> Philip Lindsay back. Wow. He can't um, catch. If, if, just get Dylan Edwards in three years. If, if Phil could catch. If Nathaniel Hackett would have got the Broncos to a divisional round exit. I mean, there's no shot he'd be fired. But Zero shot. I and would he, still want Sean Payton. You'd be in such a good spot. It would the conversation would just never happen. No, but it would. It, if you just like randomly said like, "Hey, Sean Payton really wants to co- come coach the Broncos," you'd have to fire Nathaniel Hackett to get him. I would say, yeah, do it. I don't know because you're looking at that point. You're looking at did we just land one an offensive genius? Yeah, that's true. Because he, I mean, well, he wouldn't have like turned Russ around because Russ would have never slumped. Um, but you'd be saying we have one of the best young coaches in the NFL right now. You'd that's be true. you'd be thinking like, is this the next Sean McVay? It's true. It's true. It's hard to imagine, like, because in this world, the play calling was really good right. and game management was good. Game management was great, and Russ looked amazing. So, like, I have to rewire my entire brain. And how many wins did the Broncos have two years ago? Was it seven? Seven, seven and ten? Is that the first year of sixteen? About right. Uh, yeah, seven and ten. So he would have got him three or four more wins and a playoff win, because this is the <laughs> divisional round. Yeah, or mm-hmm. first seed. First seed <laughs> loss. Then you're talking like a six or seven game bonus. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. We wouldn't. The conversation never would have happened. But even if it did, we probably would have been like, no way. When Daniel I, Hackett's the goat. To be fair, though, when I was reading that, I was thinking, of course you take Sean Payton, just yeah. kind of like you initially said. But then you think it through, and yeah, no, Hackett would have been doing great. Yep. And for Ryan Ramchek, he's like a lot of the Saints' good players in that. If they move him, they don't save money this year. Uh-huh. Like they need to find a way to save money this year, but they have basically no options. So what they're gonna have to do is, for example, Ryan Ramshek, twenty-one million dollar cap hit. They trade him, it goes up to twenty-five million dollars. Not doing that. But that means they don't have to pay the twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-two the next three seasons. And so then what they're going to have to do, because they really don't have ways to save money. Could they do a restructure and trade? And so what they'd have to do 
That wouldn't work. Okay. No, because it'd be no, even more of a cap would. this year. And so what, what they have to do is trade a couple of players so that they they can reduce future cap hits while still paying the same amount amount of money so that they can restructure other players on the roster by pushing their money back. Like, they are so screwed that Ryan Ramschek is just as available as Andrus Peter, any of those, because there's no way to trade somebody and save money this year. Now, if they were to trade him wow. next year, what would their cap hit be? If, if they, they were, were to trade Ramschek next year? They would... They would save six million dollars on their cap is, next year. Every but time yeah, or, we talk about this, there's just a giant elephant in the room, which is that Sean Payton got them in this situation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I just wonder if he learned from his mistake, and mm -hmm. he's just saying like, "Hey, uh, what's the what's the guy's name who does the cap stuff for the Broncos?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about. What's it? <sighs> Anyways, um, I wonder if he just goes to him it's and Richard he's Richard Tato. Yes, Richard yeah. Tato. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, "Hey, listen." I need your help a little bit. <laughs> Last time, they kind of just let me do whatever I wanted, and it didn't work out very well. Uh, so just, you know, be straight with me. Yeah, he's like, yeah. don't let me do that <laughs> next year when I come begging to sign this, but don't let me do it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and he might be, like, the one person in that organization who does have, like, final say over Sean Payton. <clears throat> like, Greg Pennermy said, like, nope, Sean, you get, you get power over the GM. You get power over everybody else. Cap guy, though, we always listen to cap guy. You cap are, guy's number one. You are crazy. Cap guy's number one. Cap it's a joke. Would. It's not really oh. true. I didn't even Nobody the cap guy doesn't have power over anybody. The cap guy should have power over I don't know if he's serious about the visor thing or not. No, visors are good. No, Is he joking? Keep the sun off your face without getting your head sweaty. See, I didn't know if the cap guy thing was a bit. Your head is still going to sweat. It doesn't... It's in the sun more. Yeah, it would sweat But it's not all, like, swampy in there. Like, it'll evaporate. You'll get a little salt up there, but that's it. Right. Oh, wait, real quick. Ryan Ramchick, though, if they did trade, 14 million, 17, 18, 19 as cap hits for the oh Broncos going forward. Well, you take that instantly. Exactly. That's free. Because that's how all those trades work, and that's how those players are expensive. Because as the Saints trade them, they have to pay out so bonuses, much of that cap yeah. hit, whereas the Broncos only pay that salary. Well, so the Broncos if, get a discount. With what if premium. you just trade your first round pick this year for him? You can't do that. Okay, why, why not second round pick this year? Well, that's another issue. Okay, well then do next year second. Trade Justin Simmons, nope. Cortland uh, Sutton, blah, man. blah, 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 blah. Who knows what picks they could have. Garrett Bowles straight up. <laughs> hey. They're even in more cap hell by doing that, too. Uh, and Orange coming in says, Nate Hackett's return next season is going to be fun. Forgot about that. He'll be on the market after that whole coaching staff gets fired next year. <sighs> that could be true. Then back in Green Jets Bay. Jets did well, though. Or will Jets Matt LaFleur actually be around? Who knows? Let's stick to this season. Yeah, let's I will the say, hour and 40-minute podcast, that's how you know the vibes are back. Oh, yes. That is how you know it's back. <laughs> Good way to end the week. Great way to end the week. Next time you see us, or at least some of us, we will be uh, at the Super Bowl on Radio let's Row. Let's go! Uh, cannot wait to... See what what it has in store for us. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to be connecting with you guys out there. So we'll catch you later. Peace out.
flying cotton 